103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner with Terrence Arney. Broadcasting live from Ice and Family Pizza here in downtown Batesville, right here on George Street. So if you drive by, wave, blow the horn, let us know you're listening. Would love to hear from you. We have, wow, a jam-packed and a great show for you this evening. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of girls softball with Coach Gene Cooney of Batesville. Take a look at Olenberg swimming as uh, we'll have an opportunity to speak with the assistant swim coach there, uh, Coach Jerry Fry. And as always, we'll end things with head ball coach over at Batesville. Uh, coach Aaron Garrett will bring us up to speed on what the Bulldogs have been doing as of late. But first, we kick things off with uh, the Jacksondales women's basketball team. Once again, they find themselves headed to regionals after a successful success. <laughs> say that six times. A successful sectional championship and joining us on the program now is none other than head coach Scott Smith. Coach, good to be with you again. Thanks for having us, and uh, I really appreciate you and John coming to the ball game uh, Friday and Saturday and broadcasting and covering the kids. It's it's great to have uh, some local presence there in the media. Well, no, no worries. We um, we only follow the best, so <laughs> we wanted, we were glad to, to be there. Some exciting games when you look at uh, how that sectional played out. Um, an unlikely pairing, I think, by most accounts in terms of that championship game. You guys taking on uh, South Decatur, and that even had an, its own interesting wrinkle in that Coach uh, Kristen Hicks doing a phenomenal job in her first year. But there's some familiarity there between the two of you. Oh, just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> Kristen was uh, a point guard for me from uh, 2006 to 2009. Uh, just an outstanding player, and I always thought she had just a wonderful basketball mind. I mean, mm-hmm. she really grasps things well, and uh, she has done just a phenomenal job at South Decatur. Uh, you, when you see kids, you know, diving on the floor, yeah. uh, playing as hard as they can, crying after after they lose, it's like they're doing it because they really care about that coach. Right, right, and. So when you found out or once you realized that that was going to be the championship matchup, did you ever think just for a moment that, well, maybe she might know my tendencies? Did that ever come to your mind? Well, I, you know, I, I'm so old that, that <laughs> I probably switched tendencies two or three times. But, um, you know, I, I think she she obviously knows our general philosophy sure um but in general you know at jackson dell as with a lot of small schools your talent level changes uh your size changes your right. quickness changes so you have to change what you want to do sure. year in and year out so you know I, I don't think it was so much that she knew plays and things like that but she definitely had an idea of what we wanted to do in general philosophy and maybe that played out a bit. The game started, and you could kind of see the Cougars came out on adrenaline. I mean, they came out ready to fight. They wanted to be there. And I felt like early on in that game, they wanted to establish that they deserved to be there in that championship. And they did so. It was, I believe it was an 8-8 tie um, as we got through the first quarter. what was As you get through that first quarter, what was your mindset, and what was your message to the girls? Well, I... I think that uh, we we expected they play great man-to-man defense, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, uh, especially at smaller schools, you know, you you don't get as much man-to-man. You get a lot more zone sure. because we're all trying to cover up our weaknesses. Um, but uh, we just told the kids, say, "Hey, look, you know, first quarter, everybody's going to play as hard as they can, uh, but as the game goes on." We are going to have a lot of opportunities to jump ahead by one or two possessions, and we need to capitalize on those opportunities. And for the most part, I thought the kids did a great job mm-hmm. uh, of getting us, you know, an eight to ten point lead going into the fourth quarter, and uh, and then we just with, withstood a, a very determined comeback effort by South Decatur, and uh, just really proud of all the kids, you know, because you look at the whole sectional, and you know, our first game against Waldron. 
Reagan Hughes and Olivia Neal had monster games. Right, right. Uh, and then we go against Southwest and Shelby, and they kind of take Olivia away. And so, you know, Julia Meyer and Reagan had a great game. Kaylin Heiners, who's normally a defensive player, right. steps up and has her, her uh, season high for us and gets us a win there. And then we get to the final. South Decatur decided they were going to face guard mm. Reagan Hughes and basically took her out of the ballgame offensively. Uh, but Julia Meyer and Olivia Neal stepped up. Uh, I also felt like, you know, Kelsey Borgman, our sophomore guard, was solid all yes. three games. Yeah. Sophie Sullivan was solid defensively all three games. And, and to Reagan's credit, you know, she was our leading rebounder in that final, even though she didn't score a point. So she's right. finding a way to help the team win. And that's what you want this time of year, all those puzzle pieces to snap together. Yeah, that's exactly where I wanted to go next to talk about some of these individuals. And you said it all. What an incredible luxury that must be that when your opponent decides they want to take away a leading scorer like in a, in a Reagan Hughes, that you've got a, a Julia Myers right there that can pick up the slack. And she had two monster games for you down the stretch. She had 18 points uh, the night before um, against Southwestern and then 22 points on, on Saturday. Talk about what it's like having that two-headed monster in those two. Well, I've always thought that for – basketball teams to be successful you know you either got to have five kids that can score or potentially score eight to ten points every game right all the time but at minimum you've got to have three kids that are always threats to score mm-hmm. then everybody else is going to step up on a given night based on what people give you and so it, that, it, so the concept of a big three is nothing new not really no <laughs> no the th- three is the minimum you, yeah. I mean, two, two you can do it mm-hmm. i think two is a lot harder because they're depending on athleticism and speed the, 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 the team you play against uh you know that makes it a little harder sometimes but you know we we just look at it like while we may have a leading score, mm-hmm. we want four or five threats every night. And if you give give somebody an opportunity, they're going to step up and knock a shot down right. and keep us in the game. Yeah, and 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 that's just the way it kind of played out there, particularly in the uh, in, in in the sectional championship game. There, I <clears throat> I brought this up to you on Saturday in post game, and and rightfully so, you wanted to focus on the kids and, and their accomplishment and winning the sectional. But now i got you pinned down here in the hot seat. I want to talk about these 400 wins. Coach, congratulations on a phenomenal milestone in, in your coaching career. And when that happens, it probably, I'm going to imagine, it didn't really set in to you to maybe later on that weekend. And it maybe hasn't even set in now. But when you take a moment and take a step back and look at what it took to get to this milestone, what comes to mind when when you think of that number four hundred? Well, I, a couple things. One, it took a lot of patience from my wife uh, <laughs> because you know she's been super supportive for mm-hmm. twenty two, twenty seven, if you count when I was coaching at lower levels, but twenty two years of varsity basketball, and then I couldn't have done it without her and and my family. Um, but I like to say, you know, I have. 144 losses. Yeah. The 400 wins are every single player who ever played for me. They did the work. The assistant coaches did the work. Um, it's a team effort and I'm just kind of there along for the ride. And it's meaningful to me because it involves so many people. Right. And that's the 400. I think back to my daughter Heather was on my very first win mm-hmm. and her son. Uh, was a manager okay. on number 400. So wow. to me, that's that's a huge thing. Um, Jacksondale's always been um, like a family. Sure. And just every one of those players, every one of those assistant coaches, they're just an extended family for me and, right. and my family. And so that's the biggest takeaway that just – to, to do that and have 22 years of that is is just really humbling and it makes you feel like you're really blessed to be part of it. So let's let's talk about that Jacksondale family a little bit. I've always considered Jacksondale to have an extremely proud basketball tradition year in and year out. Obviously, you're a big a big part of that. As your team readies itself to uh, go to another um, regional. Uh, final. 
what does that mean to the community, this type of competitive excellence that uh, you guys have had over the years? What does that mean to the Jacksonville community? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a two-edged sword. On the one hand, there's a lot of pressure, whether it's self-induced or whether it's real. Uh, you know, they expect good basketball. Oh, yes. And, they, and, and you may not win every year, but they expect good basketball. They expect the effort. Uh, and they expect the kids to always play hard. And they know good basketball. And they know good basketball. <laughs> they really do. Um, and so from that point of it, th- there is a lot of pressure there. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of it, b- because of that, the support, mm. the the love, the, the just the outpouring of emotion that they give their boys and their girls. Sure. Uh, these kids aren't going to realize what they experienced until they get to be a lot older right and they're, right. they're going to realize wow this was this was something and and i hope that you know the current players uh boys and girls i hope they take a moment mm-hmm. and think about you know where they're at mm-hmm. and what they're going through mm-hmm. and how it is uh they may not know it but it's going to impact their life let's look let's look forward here this weekend um, your <clears throat> regional championship game take place on Saturday, 1 p.m. We will be there. We will be airing that game right here on Country 103.9. Um, you're taking on Bethesda Christian, and I got a second to just kind of glance through their win-loss record. Uh, I think a 15-win team up to this point, and um, they've got some, some wins on their record, some notable schools throughout the Indianapolis Area well throughout the state they they seem to travel a lot on their non conference yes. conference schedule but from what you know what you've been able to scout what type of challenges might this team present well I think the number one challenge for us is going to be they have an outstanding point guard uh, her name is Mackenzie Folks she averaged about twenty five points a game last year as a sophomore mm-hmm. one of the highest scoring. Um, players in the state Uh, she had a knee injury over the summer and there was some doubt that she would play this year at all but she came back about seven games ago Mm. and so she gives them a an element that if you look at their record and you watch film before she's back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, they're quite a bit different. Sure. So she gives them an explosiveness uh, that maybe they didn't have before. Uh, they've got a couple solid forwards, and they have a, a nice uh, physical six-foot center mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, they're going to sit back. More than likely, they're going to sit back in a zone. Yeah. They're going to make us knock down shots. They're going to try to control the offense or the uh, defensive boards and limit us to one possession at a time. Uh, and we're just going to have to be able to, you know, contain folks, mm-hmm. uh, push the ball when we can, and we're going to have to knock down shots. Yeah, well, that's basketball. That is. <laughs> it's a pretty simple game, like I tell the kids. I mean, you know, there's uh, – there's a lot of people who are a whole lot smarter than me, X's and O wise, uh, but it's basically a simple game. You know, you got to play hard, you got to play good defense, and you got to knock down shots. All right, last thing, Coach. At, uh, it's come to my attention. I first started hearing about it a couple of weeks ago that they've changed the format for regional and, and semi-state a little bit. Walk us through that a little bit, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't aware of this change. Yeah, so uh, for the last at least, uh, oh, probably 17, 18 years, we've had a two-game mm-hmm. uh, regional. So you play a morning session and a championship at night. And then the semi-state for a class was just one game. Right. Uh, this year, the IHSA has kind of flip-flopped that. So now you'll play a one-game regional. Okay. And then once the eight regional champions are decided, they will redraw okay. by north and south. And you will then have a two-game semi-state, but you won't be playing necessarily the geographic neighbor like you had before. You could draw a team from the Terre Haute area or a team from the Evansville area. And I think that the IHSA is hoping that it makes it a much more exciting and very competitive, uh, you know, three games for that semi-state weekend. Sure. I don't know if you necessarily... Needed to be more, much more exciting. I've been to a handful of those, and boy, you can barely breathe in some of those gyms. There's just so much yes. electricity going yeah. on. It's uh, Indiana basketball is uh, one of a kind, and uh, like I said, every kid in the state 
really should be thankful they play here. No doubt about that. Well, Coach, listen, thanks for your time. Um, got a, a busy week, I'm sure, in preparation for Saturday, and we will definitely be there with you. Tip-off will be at 1 p.m. pregame shortly before that, about 12.45, and we'll have that coverage for you on air at 103.9, as well as um, over the Internet, streaming live at WRBIRadio.com. Coach, good luck to you. Hey, thanks, Terrence. I appreciate it very much. And also, good luck to the South Liberty Raiders uh, in their regional game next week as well. Exactly right. Uh, two teams, once again, Southeastern Indiana on the map once again. Coach's Corner rolls on after this. We'll hear from our sponsors. When we come back, let's talk some girls softball at Batesville, right here on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single-topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwasher, Scarings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light back to more coaches corner delivered by ison's family pizza get out and uh, support the teams in your area they all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there on 103.9 wrbi welcome back coaches corner continues here on WRBI, and we want to thank our sponsors, Ison's Family Pizza, Garing's Fleetwood, Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy, and Medical Equipment. Uh, so keep in mind, folks, uh, this weekend, two of our area schools from southeastern Indiana will be competing um, at the Girls Regional Basketball Championship. Uh, as Coach mentioned, of course, the Jacksonville Lady Eagles, they'll be taking on Bethesda. And we'll have that game for you at 1 o'clock. And then also uh, the South Ripley uh, Lady Raiders, they too will be in action um, in a regional um, final as well. Um, And most likely, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, uh, but most likely we'll have both of those games for you, one on air, one on the web. Just check us out, WRBIRadio.com, for more information there. Um, Well, let's keep talking about a round ball, but a smaller round ball, much smaller than a basketball. We're talking softball with Batesville head coach, Coach Gene Cooney. Coach, welcome to the program. I appreciate you. Thanks for having us. So it's almost that time of year for um, you guys to dust off the mitts and, and get out there and start doing a little something. Well, we've been uh, twice a week now. We can go uh, through HSAA. We can go two hours twice a week Okay. Um, and work on fundamentals, hitting ground balls, basic fundamentals so when so when they first give you the green light to to uh resume uh practice 
Is there a period? This is just for my own edification. Mm-hmm. Is there a period of time where you could practice, but no balls, or no hitting, or yeah. talk to me about y- that? You can do basically weightlifting, strength and conditioning mm-hmm. time period. Okay, uh, get the girls in there, just kind of getting back together. The ones that can that are not in a current sport at the time, because sure. you don't want them coming in there lifting weights when they're in season. You sure. Know? Um, but trying to get the girls in there and some of the younger ones that are coming in as freshmen, get them accustomed to the the older girls and hanging around them and work ethics. And just getting stronger. Um, and then at that point, then we're allowed to go back to two days a week, okay. uh, two hours a day. That's when we're building fundamentals. We still don't have the basketball girls as of right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we should have them back, unfortunately, right. have them back this week. Um, but uh, they're still involved. we got a couple of them that show up and just hang out for a little bit and, and talk and mm-hmm. after their basketball practices and stuff. Um, but uh, just get back and working on basic fundamentals. That's, that's, that's the game. You you uh, you bring that up about the basketball athletes and so on, and it's been a an ongoing discussion here on Coach's Corner this year um, uh, about the the pros and cons of specialization versus multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, despite the fact that you've got an incredible multi-sport athlete sitting right beside you, mm-hmm. what is your take on on uh, student athletes? I'm all for it. Uh, my daughter played volleyball, basketball, and softball in high school at Greensburg. Mm-hmm. Um, she played AU travel basketball. She played travel softball. Um, um, it takes a different type of work ethic to sure. continue all year round. And, and going from one sport and also putting your work that you need to do in the other sports. So when it's after this season, I'm going right into, you know, I'm going from basketball. i got to put in this work, but also right. I want to be doing some things at home because softball season's coming up, and I don't want to be behind there. Sure, so sure. it takes a different type of care, and I'm all for it. Multi-athlete, it's, it's, I think it's a phenomenal thing mm-hmm. uh, as long as the coaches are going to play fair. Right. And I've had nothing but good things at Batesville. Um, but – you know, my belief is just because I coach softball doesn't mean mine is the most important right. sport. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it definitely may not be the most important sport to a player that basketball is their favorite sport. Right, right. Um, so you really got to give them that lead way on, that, on certain things like that. Um, and also, when basketball season's over, don't do anything for a week. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I'd like for you to be there selfishly. Sure. And some kids will show up the day after. No doubt. Um, but you need... They kind of need time just to breathe and just exactly. relax yes. and, and get yeah. their bearings back and then get back in that mindset a week later. Let's let's get at it. 100%. 100%. Um, all right, Coach. So you've, you've, you've started with a little bit here. Uh, looks like um, the real, real season, first game, April 1st. Yep. So you've got a, um, a decent amount of time to uh, kind of. No, not really. <laughs> on paper, what sounds like yeah. a decent amount of time, right? Yeah. Before because we first... can't really start practicing every day until uh-huh. uh, March sixth. Wow! So it's really the two a days, and also working around kids' schedules for work, right. their jobs, and schooling, and sure. things like that. So yeah, okay. Um, so, so last year, a bit of a building uh, building year for you, uh, record wise. Um, Talk to me about the team this year in terms of your makeup, your numbers. What, how is how's the team made up this year? Uh, we have one senior, five juniors. Um, well, we have four that played at the varsity level, really, um, coming back. Uh, we've got some incoming freshmen um, that work, work hard. Um, mm-hmm. They've played some travel ball a little bit, but still raw fundamental-wise. We've got some new girls coming out that have played rec ball that throw off their wrong foot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the energy they bring of right. wanting to just get it mm-hmm. and the excitement that mm-hmm. they get can sometimes outweigh other things. You know right. what I mean? Sure. So it's like a little kid learning to play for the first time knowing you're getting ice cream afterwards. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? That right. You don't care if you win or lose. You're ready to get that ice cream. You know, you're just having fun. So as a coach, from your standpoint, what is that like? meshing all these different talent levels, experience levels, meshing all that into one cohesive unit. The biggest thing is meshing all the different I won't say cuz but female what? The female teenage female personalities they're what? different. They're different than males. Yeah. Uh, they really are. Um I always tell I mean I've told several girls, you know, if if you believed in yourself and held your head up all the time and and believed that, mm-hmm. you guys could rule the world. Right. 
And so it's the mindset of, and they want to know why. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing it this way? My coach told me to squish the bug and swing level for, <laughs> and, and rec ball for the, all these years. Well, right. that's the wrong way. Right. And so, somebody being taught something for six, seven years, mm-hmm. and then you're, ch- you're supposed to change it when they come in as a freshman? Sure. Sure. You know how many? What they say, ten thousand times before 10, it comes. hours. And so it's 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 trying to change that and letting them know it's okay to fail. You can fail. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna How are you gonna bounce back from it? Right. Are you gonna learn from? It? Are you gonna let it beat you and keep your head down? Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna learn from it each and every day and get better and better and better? Because I don't I don't want you to be at Kennedy's level. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be at Renee's level. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be at Callie's level, Mobley's level. I want to get the absolute one hundred percent. God-given talent out of you. Right. Your God-given talent. Right. And once we get to that point, don't be satisfied with it. Let's get those strive for a little bit better. Yes. And sometimes, last year coming in, I was a little bit easier on some and let things go by that mm-hmm. I normally wouldn't have um, because I knew coming in that you can't just come in and be a dictator and right. and they just didn't enjoy the game before. And so trying to change that mindset, but sometimes you're not going to change certain mindsets. Right. And that's been the biggest thing is trying to change a mindset here and also starting younger. We have to get the younger generation involved mm-hmm. because if they get to as a freshman right. and we're playing against the Connorsville, the East Centrals, the Shelbyvilles, the South Dearborns, those teams that I haven't traveled, girls mm-hmm. coming from 8 to 10U all the way up through high school, we're behind the eight ball. So do um, are there any type of – organized touches that you have with the youth softball? Well, I've reached out to the Plex. Mm-hmm. I, I reached out about two and a half, three months ago to try to see where they're at and where they're standing and what things they're going to be doing. And so they're supposed to get back to me. Right. But we need to we need to get it going early. We're in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, Connorsville has their own league after season. Yeah. So depending on what that is, and I don't blame – Complex is a great place to play, right? Sure, it's sure. great, but the coaches have what two hours a week to, to coach these girls, right? Thirteen of them, yeah, for fundamentals, and then four games a week, and that's all you're doing. You know what I mean? One right. practice of four games. We need to we need to change that. Yeah, is what I'm thinking in my mindset. It may be wrong, but I'd like to have a league as well. We practice three times a week, uh, and you have one game a week, right? So right. let's work on the fundamentals, young, not play so many games. Where you're, that's, you're gone constantly. If we're not working on the fundamentals, right. which is a part of every sport, everything that you do, if we don't get those fundamentals right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and you and some of the other disciplines, some of the other sports, have seen big dividends for having whether it be camps or just different type of right. uh, functions where at the high school level, whether it be the players and the coaches, they're involved with those youth to right. kind of give them something to look forward to as they go. Uh, up the ladder, and we had a couple camps. We had a, a younger camp, or a, well, a younger camp. We didn't have enough. We only had like three people that were mm-hmm. going to be able to do it. Plus, people, one of them got sick, and so we kind of canceled that. But we had an older camp that we got to got to have. Then we had a pitching clinic right. that we had the pitch uh, pitching coach come in and kind of give for the some of the younger pitchers and even our our pitchers. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never too too good to get better. Sure, um, sure. And so we did that, but I, I want more. I want more, and of I want course. it now. You of know course. what I mean? But it's also getting that help. We we need help from parents. Right. I need them bought into it. I need the, the community bought into it. I th- I believe the Mr. Helvey and Mr. Allen and everybody's bought into it as well, that we need those things. But we need to take action now and, and try to get the – get it going with the younger generation, get them excited about softball. Right. I understand it's not it's not a main sport here. Right. I get right. that here in Batesville. And, but we, we can change it. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be this year, not going to be next year. But right. if we can start it now, it, it'll, 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 it'll dividends in the, in the future. No doubt. No doubt. Now, before we get to the athletes that you brought with you, because I definitely want to talk to these young ladies, um, from a, a, give us a 30,000 uh, foot view in terms of how the, how the season goes, starts here, April 1 goes to this. Do you have tournaments in the, uh, mid-season tournaments, and you got sectionals. Talk to me a little bit about how well, the season goes. We'll, we'll play in a couple tournaments throughout the season, and normally it's basically every other night we're playing ball games. Yeah. Um, and then so I'm sure the athletes hate that. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I I hate it too because I'd rather have more practices in between those. Right. Um, but 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 I like it. You know what I mean? You play a lot of games in a short period of time. I mm-hmm. wish we could start a little bit later. Mm-hmm. It's not so cold out there and miserable. Right. right. Um, you know, when you get a game canceled because there's three, three and a half, six inches of snow. Sure, 
Sure. It's pretty cold out. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll start the season. Actually, the first basic game of the schedule of the season is a tournament that we'll play in. There will be four teams, and we'll play in that. Um, and then we'll have our regular season. Then we'll play on a weekend. I believe we have another tournament set that's at Batesville, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll go down to the end of the season and go right into sectional and hopefully go into what regional. Time, and What time of the year does sectionals start? You're, you, what, right at the end of May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is a long season. In a, it's a lot of games in a short period of time yeah. when, you, when you look at it because it's a beginning of, end of March, first mm-hmm. of May, June. I mean, you're, you go right. pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Well, I want to talk to these student athletes. So, ladies, I'm going to um, allow you to tell us your name, um, your year in school, and what position you play on the team. Um, I'm Renee Lecker. I'm a junior, and I'm a utility player, but main spot is third base. I'm Kennedy Westrick. I'm a senior, and I'm a center field. Okay, ladies. Um, Kennedy, we'll start with you. Um, as a senior on this team, what has it been like? I mean, being a part of the, I'm assuming, and maybe I should, a uh, four-year starter? Yes. You look like a four-year starter. So, you, you've been with the team for four years. Um, what has it been like, the experience playing um, softball at the high school level? It's been a great experience. Um, my freshman year, we had COVID, so I didn't get a season then. And then we came back, and, um, you know, that sophomore season, you're at a weird spot. You're developing new skills. And then junior season, we got a new coach. And it was it was definitely a good change for the program. And then now we're on to senior season, and it's, I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a really good season. Any um, plans to uh, play at the collegiate level? No. <laughs> no? Decided not to. Okay. Understood. Understood. A lot of hours and work go into. Yes. Yes. <laughs> at ev- and then at every level, that commitment yeah. goes mm-hmm. goes up and up. Um, let me ask you this. But because you've, you know, you've been with the program uh, for, for so long, imagine if you would, you had a next door neighbor, a new family just moved in. And um, they had a, a young lady in their family that was going to go to Batesville High School, and she wasn't involved in anything at all. What would you say to her to recruit her to get her excited about Batesville softball? I would just tell her, you know, to go out and try it at least. Um, our energy, the friendships that you make at softball are some, some that you'll never find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, we have great coaches who will – you know, spend hours upon hours helping you develop skills, and you also have great teammates around you. Good deal. That's a good pitch. That's a good, you should try that. <laughs> All right, Kennedy, let's go ahead and pass the mic over to Renee, and good luck to you this season and in all your future endeavors. Thank you. Okay, Renee, so two-sport athlete, let's mm-hmm. let's start there. Um, how has how has it helped you and whether it be one whether it be soccer or whether it be softball how has one helped the other in your experience um soccer's definitely helped me in softball because i mean i'm diving 24 7 and i've got to be able to jump and so i feel like even softball's helped me made a better me made me be a better goalie because i have quicker reactions there you go um my hands move like so much faster that's why i'm also a third baseman Mm because third base you have to have quick reactions to it yeah (laughs) um but I feel like it's kept, definitely kept me like open mindset. Like I get to be able to change. It teaches me to change from one mode to the next all, every single time. I mean, right now I'm playing softball and soccer at the same time. Right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So third baseman, see a lot of action. Yeah. What's what is that like? Um, tell me what that's like for you being a part of the team and knowing that your teammates are counting on you. That hot shot that's coming down the line just about every other play. They're counting on you to make a play. What's that like? Uh, it was definitely scary in my freshman year. Uh, freshman year is my first time I ever played third base. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Um, but it's, I think now it's like not as stressful and it's just like, I got this. It's fine. Like, I love the ba- for third base. I'm actually planning to go to college for a third base. Okay. Um, I just, I don't care as much as that the weight's on me because I know I'm like, I got this. Like, I don't have to worry about it. I just go with the flow. Right. I mean, I practice this sport all the time. I play travel ball mm-hmm. doing this all, all the time. So it doesn't really stress me out as many more. I, I, I love this. I love the stress now. Good deal. Good deal. So a junior now will be a senior next year. So you mm-hmm. got one more year to play with the team. Um, 
and you just mentioned that you you want to play collegiate mm-hmm. softball. You got a school in mind already, or um, I'm debating between a couple of them, but my mind right now is set pretty well on Ball State because I'm also going into media, so mm-hmm. I got a really good school there for that. But I'm also looking at um, CSU, which is Cleveland State. They got D1 softball, so okay. looking there too. That is awesome. Have you had a chance to talk with any of the players on the team? This that, that, and, and from what you've been able to glean, what do you see as the biggest difference? Um, you know, for example, you know, basketball, obvious, a lot of times it's, it's the body type, height, mm-hmm. speed, football, speed, that sort of thing. But from what you've been able to glean, what's the biggest difference between playing high-level high school softball and, say, D1 softball? Um, height, for sure. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> uh, if you, like, look at, like, example, the Florida Gators team, I mean, they're all, like, six-foot blondes. Like, right. that's, like, the definition of a softball player for all them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that and, like, now I feel like... <laughs> um, <sighs> he, he lost your train of thought. Yeah, now, now, now I'm blanking. <sighs> I would say... Uh, you see people who there's way more energy i feel like in high school personally mm-hmm. than college because i feel like at sometimes in college people are playing for themselves and they're not playing for team i could see that um i would also say uh there's usually there's more i feel like definitely there's more skill in college level than there is in high school level because i feel like you have more people that have played travel ball sure, and they've like sure. experience outside of just high school whereas high school you have a mix of experience and non-experience um am i saying there's like a skill level difference no but <laughs> uh but i just think that college level you have to be willing um <laughs> to constantly travel, whereas in like high school, you, don't, you I mean, you travel, but you don't travel as much. Sure. Uh, like a bigger a, commitment. A yeah, bigger time way commitment. bigger commitment. I mean, the hours are horrendous. I mean, you got to be expected to come to practice, ready to go all the time. Right. With, I mean, homework done. They don't, they don't tell you to be there at practice. Whereas CUNY will tell you every day, like, hey, we have this practice at this time. Right. Um, everyone bring this certain equipment. That you're at college, you're expected to have everything ready to go and right. be there on time. Okay. Well, good deal. Well, ladies, Coach, I really appreciate you guys stopping by and spending some time with us. I am excited for you all and for this season. Coach, we will reach out to you later on down the road, maybe yeah. as we get closer to um, sectional time to see how things are going. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you guys, good luck. We'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Coach's Corner will continue momentarily. When we come back, we will dive into the pool. That's right. We'll be talking swimming with Olenberg's Jerry Fry. All that coming up in just a bit on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville areas, parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, free delivery and caring for their customers' needs has been their way of business for over 30 years. It's not something new and will always be what George's family values, you and your family. It's easy to switch. Go to georgespharmacy.com and request your transfer or call any of their 10 George's locations. We are here for you. Free delivery before, now, and always. George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. 
Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. And welcome back, sports fans. Excuse me. Coach's Corner continues here on WRBI. I want to thank our sponsors, Great Plains Communications, Bronze Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, and Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Um, I think that was the first softball coaching team that we've had a chance to speak to this year. Those young ladies, a lot of fun. You could tell they really, really enjoy the sport, and um, they're looking forward to get things kicked off. Um, they've got their first um, – real game regular season game on april 1st but just before that on march 27th they'll be playing in a four-team tournament kind of as a final tune-up for the season so make sure you check uh those ladies out then joining us now on the program as we jump in the pool with olenberg's assistant swim coach coach jerry fry coach welcome to the program Oh, let me let's try that again. Sure. Okay, there we go. Now we've got you. So, uh, Coach, um, swim obviously not necessarily one of the main sports that we're always talking about in and around southeastern Indiana. So, myself included, there might be some of our listeners that's not quite as familiar with the way things work in swim. Obviously, competitive swim is all about time. Correct. I would say that's what most people think, okay. but it's also about um, just competing and, and achievement on a personal level. Okay. Okay. All right. So how many kids make up uh, the, the Oldenburg swim team? So we have 10 kids this year. Okay. Four ladies and six guys. And what's the breakdown there in terms of uh, uh, level of school in their, their class? So we've got uh, everybody's coming back next year. We did not graduate. We're not graduating anyone this year. Mm-hmm. We have uh, I want to say four juniors, six. Uh, let me take that back. Four, five uh, sophomores, okay. and one freshman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so you guys are uh, swim is in good hands then for the next several for the next year. Yeah. 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 So we'll be solid uh, next year, definitely. Good deal. Now, you guys will be competing in the East Central sectional uh, with the swimming preliminary starting on Thursday, February the 16th over at East Central's brand new uh, notatorium. Have, have you guys had a chance to swim there? Yes, yes. We had a tri-meet there back in December with uh, East Central and Lawrenceburg. Okay, good deal. And then there's... That competition uh, spans across two days, right? Thursday and Saturday. Correct. And and how does that work? So um, this particular sectional is for the boys. Okay. The the ladies are finished. We finished up uh, this past weekend, and that's the sectionals for the girls took place at Columbus East. Oh, yeah. In Columbus, Indiana. So, uh, yeah, the boys, um, everybody gets a chance to swim. You can you can enter as many as three members of your team in each event, which okay. is really nice. So that makes for a deep field. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is um, the top 16 from each event qualify to come back mm-hmm. on Saturday. Okay. With the top eight actually competing then to move on to state. Okay. Now, the way I understand it, you guys had a freshman last year with some phenomenal times that... Um, has a pretty good opportunity to, to, to go to state. Yes, he does. I would I would say Santiago right now, fingers crossed, um, he is going to be swimming the 200 IM. Okay. And he will also be swimming the 100 freestyle. Mm-hmm. And his times for both of those event, events, based on what we looked at for last year uh, and people coming back, he should. I would. I would hope that he could qualify for the A um, A heat, which wow. means then he would have a shot to make it to, to the next level at state. Now, when you look at an, a student athlete, and as they go through the program over their school career, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, realistically, how much time can a person shave off their personal best? Say, if they came in at a freshman and they you know, whatever they swam a fifty-six. What, 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 what's what's realistic? So, 
everybody's different. Sure. You know, which that's what's really that's what's really so fun about swimming mm-hmm. is um, I I actually want to say I really enjoy the novice swimmers that come in because basically they are the swimmers that gain the most right after the four years right. in terms of just their skills, their stroke mechanics, their development, their uh, their. Uh, ability to drop time, for yeah. lack of a better word, yeah. is uh, is always uh, a, a nice thing to see. We we had a gentleman when I first started the first year, I was coaching. He came in as a freshman, had never swam before, and by the time he was a senior, every single swim that he had for those four years until he got to his senior year, mm-hmm. he was dropping time in his 50 in his 100 freestyle. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that is exciting. Um, now, you had mentioned that particularly like with the uh, East Central sectional, you can put as many as three athletes in each uh, in each uh, event. Do you have athletes that swim all the events? Yes. Um, wow. Well, they can. Okay. They right. can, yes. Um and that is another. Th- that is another. I'll call it a challenge or uh-huh. a, a something that I like to promote. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to some of the boys today uh, who have never swam the uh, 200 IM, okay. which is the uh, 200 individual medley. You have right. to do 50 yards of butterfly, right. backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. And we're going to see next year if I can get these three boys uh-huh. on the block right. and have them compete in that event. Right. Well, that was just that was going to lead me to my next question: Was are there events one event that's harder, more difficult, or more challenging than say the other? And it sounds like that two hundred IM that sounds like a beast. The two hundred IM is a beast. The other the other event that's very difficult. Fortunately, we have a young man who likes to swim it. Mm-hmm. Is the hundred butterfly? So that's that's very nice. And then the distance events. Sure. A lot of people tend to shy away from the distance events, so it takes a little bit of push mm-hmm. to get people to to get the swimmers to want to give uh, try that challenge. Okay. Now, is there a diving component in that Saturday or that that second day? So oh. diving is a part of the swimming. It's swimming and diving. Okay. However, we don't have any divers, um, and I know that they they do have. A separate time when the divers all show up mm-hmm. and they uh, they go through that portion of the uh, of the program. Okay, okay. Well, Coach, listen. I uh, want to thank you for taking the time out and sharing with us so we can improve our swimming and diving knowledge here collectively. Um, but more important, we wish you guys all the best of luck uh, next Thursday, February sixteenth at. East Central, and hopefully Thursday goes so well enough that everybody comes back on Saturday to do it all over again. Thanks, Terrence. <laughs> all right. Coach's Corner continues here in just a second. We'll close things out with head ball coach over at Batesville, Aaron Garrett, right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. 
need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want, close by. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Ice's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. And welcome back, sports fans. Coach's Corner continues here, Ison's Family Pizza. And we want to thank our sponsors, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt Nelco at Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Good to speak with Coach Fry with Olenberg Swim. And he was being a little modest there in terms of uh, some of their athletes, so I'll toot their horn for him. The young man he spoke about, Santiago Schutte, actually broke a 10-year school record swimming in that very uh, event that we were talking about, the 200 IM. Did that back in January, and uh, if things go well at East Central, that young man will have an opportunity to uh, show his talents at the state level. So we wish Santiago and the rest of the Olenberg Twisters good luck. Um, next week. And we close out the show as we often do with the head ball coach at Batesville, Coach Aaron Garrett. Coach, welcome to the program. Good to see you again, Terrence. Good uh, to see you this week after splitting your weekend games on the two previous weeks. This weekend, Thursday and Saturday, um, you actually close the deal, get two good wins for the program. Uh, must feel good coming off of those two wins. Yeah, and, and South Denver was important because it was a conference game. And they were a dangerous team coming in, yeah. and, and you were there at the beginning. They were flying down the floor, hitting shots, and we got down pretty quickly by 13. Mm-hmm. Had to take an early timeout, and, and you're sitting there wondering. I've been through this before over 15 years where sometimes it's a Thursday night, you're out of your regular rhythm and routine of a season, quality opponent coming in. But credit to the boys, I mean, they really they turned around even within that, that half and got to even – and really, really pulled away up to 10 to 12, 13 points and kind of held that lead through the second half. Early, early in this season, maybe one of the first times you and I sat down and got together, you said to me that one of the hallmarks of this team at that point that you've been able to glean from these young men is that they really um, take not necessarily just coaching, but adjustments very, very well, that you can coach them on the fly and they can immediately put that into action. That seemed to really prove itself in that Thursday night game. For you as a coach, how rewarding is that to be able to say, hey, this is what we need to do, this is where we are, this is what we need to do, and see them immediately execute that on the floor? It's a difference maker in mm-hmm. terms of we've got quite a playbook in, more than I've had for the, the definite recent years. And you can adjust, you can adapt. We'll talk about that on Saturday, too. Some adjustments we made against that totally different type of defense. But just in terms of, and they know, and we talked tonight before practice, we've got to get this problem solved in terms of we have not had good starts the last few games. Mm-hmm. And, and we cannot go into the tournament not having good starts and expect to overcome those, overcome those, especially as, as good as our sectional field is shaping up. So after that timeout, they just got more active. First and foremost, just getting down the floor in transition so South Denver right. can get those easy looks. And then turning up the, the, the tempo, turning up the pressure defensively in some different ways, and just working harder. Right. And, and then getting the ball moving. Uh, Sam Johnson, found we found him against South Denver's defense for six threes. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were moving the ball. Terrence were finally seeing past just the level of Cole Pryor, Jackson, the paint. we got to pound in there versus, okay, they're going to sag on that, skip it. All right. One more pass, and then that's how we're finding some of our looks. And some guys made some individual plays, just just sharing the basketball, and we're finally starting to see more of that. Not perfect. Re- the uh, I've challenged the guys with turnovers, layups, and free throws. Right. We've got to get those three areas fine-tuned as much as anything right now as we end the regular season. If we get those taken care of to the level and the 
to our abilities that we have, mm-hmm. we will be a very tough, tough out in March. Uh, you mentioned it. Go down 13 South Dearborn. Final final score in that game, 57-44. Huge turn in that uh, third quarter. You get the victory. Um, but also a decent-sized victory at Madison on Saturday, 72-47 there. And um, Cole and Sam, they both explode for 22 on Saturday. Talk to us about that out, that, that offensive output. You cover a lot of high school basketball. It's amazing how different high school basketball can be in terms of to hold South Dearborn to 44 points. Yeah. Very, very proud of our guys and our defensive effort. Then turn around and, and play Madison, who, let's see here, a couple of Fridays ago we hit 1-3 all game at North Decatur. Yeah. Missed layups, missed free throws. In this game, Terrence, we hit 13 threes to 12 twos. We hit more threes than mm. twos. Led again by by Sam Johnson, and we we honored our uh, shooting club before the game. Yeah. So we had I think thirty one youngsters from, gosh, first grade up through senior that got recognized for their attempts in the off season. And Sam Johnson led the entire program with fifty one thousand and change attempts. Wow, fifty one thousand, and he doesn't. I know he doesn't log them all because he's at the YMCA lot, etc. But there's no surprise he has back to back games hitting six threes. He, he yeah. puts in the work. And then Cole followed him. I think Cole had four threes. Gus hit a three. Carson hit a three. Um, Kate hit a three early. That was good to see. So we end up with 13 threes. So those two lead us with 22. Um, two guys I'd, I'd like to highlight, too, in that game. Uh, Carson Laker comes in, like I said, hits a three, really does some dynamic things for us defensively, full court, or in our zone with what how much space he can cover. And he's a kid who... I know he didn't like it, but I, I had him start splitting time a few games ago. Right. Just in terms of I needed him to get to more reps. He wasn't getting as much reps, as many reps as I would have liked in the varsity game, especially more with the ball in his hands. You've seen some things at JV level where he's getting more opportunities to, to sweep the basketball and go score on penetration and just and just more run the show. And as a sophomore, those reps are invaluable. Right. So I, I, I'm really pleased with Carson, the mindset he's accepted this with. Again, not happy when it was delivered to him. But, man, he's really done everything I wanted him more since he's been playing those those split quarters. Mm-hmm. And still absolutely a, a vital part of what we're doing at the varsity level. And then Jack Grunkmeyer. Jack gets, uh, at best, it was a questionable block charge call. I mean, it was absolutely should have been an N1 for Jack. He gets a charge call. Then on the other end, a couple possessions later, he gets another a quick second. So I took him out with probably three minutes left in the first quarter. Wow. He didn't go in the rest of the half. And I've, I'm not a guy who says, okay, you have two fouls, you're sitting until halftime. Right. It just worked out with our rotation, the way the game was going. We had the luxury where Jack didn't play the entire second quarter. Comes in the second half, scores one point on the game, has some rebounds, does his, does his typical defensive effort, which he's really, really good in that forward spot in the zone. But the reason I'm saying this is Jack is a top-level athlete. He's an important part of our team. He scores one point, doesn't play a whole lot, and he doesn't care a bit. Mm. He's the happiest guy in the locker room that the Bulldogs win. So when you just have some different things like that to go with, a Cole Pride with 22, Sam with 22, some of our other guys that have have been explosive scorers. Gus has had a, a good stretch here lately shooting the basketball, which takes us to another dynamic. So those six guys, they're doing a lot of good things and they're doing it together, yeah. and that's what makes this group so special. Uh, you talked about uh, Grunkemeyer and his defensive output. Those last three games, uh, going all the way back to uh, Hauser, Hauser, South Dearborn, Madison, you hold all three of those under 50. Um, what would you attribute to? Uh, uh, what would you attribute that defensive success to? And we when we hold North Decatur well under fifty. If we yeah. didn't have to foul late and, let, and they hit free throws, yeah. So our guys, if if, if again and, and times running out, people, if you've not come out and seen this team play, preach it. Yeah, come out and see them. They they just play so extremely hard. And teams around here don't see zones very often, and they don't th- see a two three play like this. Right. And now we're even tweaking some things as we get to the final quarter of the season here. Because our athletes allow us to, their 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 basketball IQ allows us to. So now we're even doing some other things to create some different pressure points. But it's a tough zone to crack. And going back to Cole Pride, once we challenged him, especially after the North Decatur game, he has become much more active in that zone. He's not standing at the basket right. trying to block shots. His team's are already guys are already at the rim trying to score it. So he's done a better job solidifying our middle. 
the forwards and guards work in unison. We switch some guys in their in their positions on the defense, and, and we're creating a little bit of depth. Um, Carson has always given us good minutes off the bench. Connor Drake has spelled some good minutes at those at that level, and then and Braden Maple's coming on. As far as being able to just to steal a minute or two, a whistle or two, yeah. to get some of those guys off the floor, drink in hand, reboot mentally, catch their breath physically, and go. So that's when it's pretty impressive. Because teams will get us turned inside out, right? But when you see our coaching staff, our players on the bench, really get into it, excited, clapping for the guys on the floor, that means they've covered almost fifty feet. The floor is fifty feet wide, yeah. And there's times we're covering that out of position, getting back home, which is the typical position of our defense, and they're just all in unison. It's yeah. it's it's fun to watch. It's a concert on film to watch in terms of when they're in unison. It's beautiful. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, so we'll spin it forward. This week, a couple of EIAC opponents uh, in Rushville on uh, Thursday at East Central Saturday. Um, I would, I would say these are are games that we should be chalking up W's to. Um, but we're talking about teenage boys. Uh, what are the uh, foreseeable challenges with the, the games this week? Rushville. Much like Madison, Rushville plays a pretty challenging schedule, and it's at Rushville. Mm-hmm. And you've covered games at Rushville. It's, yeah. it's one of the oldest active gymnasiums in the state. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, I'm glad we're coming off our best shooting night we've had because we historically have, have not shot very well there. Do you think, not to cut you off, but yeah. the, I was having this conversation with someone else. Uh, we were speaking mainly about uh, the Spartan Bowl, and, and Rushville's kind of made on that order. Um, in that they're seating all the way around, and there is no solid backstop. There's all, so there's always going to be motion behind the goal. Do, do you think that bothers uh, your shooters? It's just different, right? Because on the one end, you have the stage. So you yeah. have the band going up there, and it's going to be a very loud gymnasium because their band really gets into it. The other end, they put their students right behind that yeah. bench, yeah. right behind that basket. So it's it's just different, right, in terms of it's not the Spartan Bowl where there's some depth to it. It's definitely not North Decatur where it's the really tight backdrop. Mm-hmm. So, and you had those steel beams. Yeah. It's <laughs> just an old high school gym. The floor's raised up a little bit compared uh-huh. to some others. So you have the ramps that go down in all four corners. Yeah. And it's, the rims have always been friendly, but sometimes it creates the velocity of the basketball. We haven't had some looks going that we typically have in. Sure. So, again, hopefully it's all in my mind. and These guys don't care. They're going to go <laughs> shoot lights out like they have been doing. All right. And then, so throw the record out there. And then on Saturday with Coach Disbro, you definitely throw the record out. Right. They've been playing better. They've had some of these wins lately. They've been in some close games lately. So he'll have a game plan in place. It'll be the second time that they've seen our zone. So I know they'll have some sets ready, some points where they think they can can get into the creases of our zone and, and cause us some issues. So we'll, like you said, on paper, I would agree with you. It should be two Bulldog wins. But, man, with high school athletes and, and the good coaches we go against, as I stress our guys tonight, we've got to have a good start in both those games mm-hmm. and don't put things to chance. Yeah, no doubt about it. Coach, uh, thanks for uh, stopping by, as you always do. Always enjoy talking uh, hoops with you. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, the outcome of these, these two uh, conference games this week. Thank you, Terrence. All right. That was head coach Aaron Garrett for the Batesville Bulldogs. We'll be right back to close things up here on uh, Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. The Pizza Rock is back. Look for the Pizza Rock in Batesville area's parks, trails, or playgrounds. Sometimes the rock appears in the downtown area. If you find the Pizza Rock, return it to Ison's Family Pizza ASAP. That way we can hide it again. Redeeming the rock will get you a credit for a large single topping pizza. Hashtag Ison's Pizza Rocks. Margaret Mary Health. They mean it when they say they're committed to providing the utmost care to our community for generations to come. For physicians and staff, working at Margaret Mary is more than a job. It's a calling. And when they care for patients, they're often caring for family, friends, and neighbors. Margaret Mary is proud to call this community home and promises to give all it takes to serve you well. Margaret Mary Health. Generations of care. You rely on your internet service to stay connected, meet deadlines, bring your family together, work, and learn from home. So don't settle for anything less than the best. 
Great Plains Communications brings you fast, reliable services delivered by our high-capacity fiber network. Brought to you by a local provider with over a century of experience. Call 877-839-9494 or visit gpcom.com to get your home connected. Speeds and availability may vary by location. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to uh, Coach's Corner, uh, live from Ison's Family Pizza. Uh, we want to thank all of our coaches that were a part of the show here today. Of course, uh, Aaron Garrett with Batesville Basketball, assistant swim coach Jerry Ferry of Olenberg Academy, uh, Batesville girls softball coach Gene Cooney, and of course, Mr. 400 himself, Jacksonville's uh, women's coach, uh, Scott Smith. Um, of course, uh, good luck. We would like to bid good luck to uh, the two women's teams from this area that will be headed off to a regional competition in uh, the Lady Raiders of South Ripley and the Lady Eagles of Jacksonville. We'll have both of those games for you on air and on the web. Uh, Jacksonville, they will kick things off at the 1 o'clock spot. Um, and we will also have... Uh, South Ripley, their game is at 4 o'clock. We'll have both of those for you on air and online. Um, and also, we want to wish good luck to all of the area wrestlers that will be headed off this weekend to participate um, in the semi-state. And I think we've got several area schools sending wrestlers there, Milan, uh, Franklin County, East Central, Batesville, all these schools. And I don't want to go into naming names because I guarantee I'll forget someone. So I don't want to get caught into that trap. But um, just know that several of our area schools have wrestlers participating at Semi-State. We'll get um, the the uh, final information for you next week and how they finished up there. We'll bring that to you next week. But good luck to those young men as well. That was a great show, and we enjoyed bringing it to you. We thank our sponsors, Ison Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bruns Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. We'll be back again next week at the exact same time, the exact same place to bring you another exciting episode of Coach's Corner. Uh, and we leave you in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself. He would always say, trust and believe in yourself. You've got this. So from all of us here at WRBI, including Skylar Sigmund back at the station, thank you, sir, for all that you do. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com.